Star Wars 7 by 7 episode 2849. We're wrapping up our series of looks at movie mistakes in various Disney era Star Wars movies. Today we're going to be talking about the two standalone movies, Rogue One and Solo, which for you know, all the reputations that they have about being you know, challenging productions, it sure doesn't look like it from the movie mistakes side of things. Punch it. Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy, and thank you so much for joining me for it. So just to give you the quick recap and refresher, many, many years ago in the very first episodes of Star Wars 7x7, I did a series of looks at mistakes in the original trilogy movies and the prequel trilogy movies as documented on moviemistakes.com. Fun stuff and sometimes stuff that you just can't unsee, like the Stormtrooper hitting his helmet on the door in A New Hope, like that sort of thing. So we talked about the Skywalker Saga movies over the last three days, and today we're going to talk about Rogue One and Solo. I mentioned, of course, at the top that these were challenging productions. This all has been well documented, the whole thing about how they redid the entire third act of Rogue One, about Phil Lord and Chris Miller leaving Solo, and Ron Howard taking over, and a bunch of things getting reworked over there. But it doesn't seem like it's actually affected the final product nearly as much as you might think. I have mentioned a couple of times this week that Solo has the fewest documented mistakes on moviemistakes.com with six. Rogue One is in third place, actually, and you know could have been down into... You know, nah, it's a solid third place. Um, with 23 mistakes, basically. So just a few more compared to The Rise of Skywalker. And also less than The Last Jedi and really a lot less than The Force Awakens. The Force Awakens takes the cake with 55 different documented errors. The solo ones, where they occur, seem to actually be so small that they're almost impossible to see. Maybe the most obvious one is a scene that takes place on the Millennium Falcon as they're trying to escape from Kessel, uh, where there are you know panels that are off of the walls of the Millennium Falcon when you know, Lando is trying to attend to L3. And then suddenly the panels are magically back on a little bit later, but like that's the most obvious one. There is one that's documented in there that says that for one of Dryden Voss's goons, that you can actually see a boom mic and a camera reflected in the helmet of one of these goons. And I'll tell you, I watched the sequence where that's supposed to be like half a dozen times. I don't know how anyone saw that and I can't see it myself. I feel like it's one of those magic eye paintings or something where like one of these days I will actually see it. But until I, you know, until I do, I just am unable to see it. There is another scene in there that's sort of less immediately obvious, but you know, once you see it a couple of times, you can go, oh yeah, I can see that, where Beckett and Chewbacca are walking to where Han Solo is in Sovereign, and it looks like they're having a pretty long walk, but then from another angle, it looks like it's just a slope that ends in a cliff, and you're like, well, how was that 
previous walk taking place in the previous shot because it doesn't look like from the aerial view that was even possible, but you know, small matters. And there's one more that's kind of a blink and you'll miss it moment and probably needs to be seen on a much bigger screen than I was looking at. I was looking at it on my laptop, but there's a moment at the end when Han and Chewie are watching Kira fly Dryden Voss's yacht away and Chewie puts his hand on Han's shoulder. You can see Unisuatamo's finger inside the Chewbacca hair on there. And it is really kind of a blink and you miss it thing, but you see it actually moving around under the fur. And it's really weird once you actually see it. And that's actually all that's been documented about Solo. Crazy, right? As for Rogue One, I would say of the five Disney-era Star Wars movies, if there's one thing that stands out above all the other ones, I think it has to be the slap. And this is the slap that Alan Tudyk as K2SO gives to Diego Luna as Cassie and Andor when they're getting questioned by stormtroopers and Cassian starts to answer something and K2 backhands him and says, you know, there's a fresh one coming, you know, if you keep giving me any more lip. Yeah, I'm paraphrasing. But this was an improvised moment apparently and you can see the shock in Diego Luna's face and he's basically covering his mouth so that you can't see him laughing and smiling about it and it's in the movie like they left it in the shot like you can tell by his eyes behind his glove his expression you can kind of see just depending on which ver which angle of the shot because you get two looks at it basically where <laughs> He just looks so amused. It's really funny. And I, I think that's got to be the one out of everything that I've looked at. That's the one that jumps out the most or at least that's the most memorable for me. There are the kinds of flipped shot things that aren't necessarily, well, some of them may be flip shots, like the fallen Jedi statue seems to have fallen on its left side in one shot, but it's on its right side in another shot. There's a thing about how Galen Erso, when he is laying on the platform at Edu before Jin goes to have her final goodbye with him, that, you know, maybe one leg is out straight and the other is bent and then it's reversed in another shot, but whether it's a shot flipped or whether it's just a continuity error, I'm not sure. There are also... And this one was like, wow, people are really intense about the stuff they're documenting about how in some scenes, uh, Felicity Jones's hair, and also this is happening too with the Skywalker Saga movies with Daisy Ridley's hair, where there are specific moments it, where it's noted that their hair is sort of, you know, falling or near around their face or frames their face in a certain way in one shot. And then suddenly it's not like that in another shot. And then it's back to what it was like, wow, I cannot believe people are looking at that stuff that closely, but they are. Another place where people are getting super attentive to detail and comparatively so is with height, height of characters. So in specific, there's a note saying that Krennic basically looks looks like height-wise he's on a par with Vader, but that he's shorter than Tarkin in Rogue One. And this doesn't seem to add up because they look back, people who you know, are doing these things for movie mistakes, look back at A New Hope and see how much shorter Tarkin was compared to Vader. And so if that's the case, then Krennic should be really short next to Vader and he isn't. So yeah, this kind of stuff is the stuff that people are talking about from time to time. 
Also speaking of Krennic, apparently there's a moment on Scarif where he pushes a button to go in a door, but the door was already opening before he pushed the button. So I thought that was kind of funny. There's a thing on Edu when our heroes are on approach and their shuttle kind of bangs into a mountain. Bodhi in the shuttle actually falls backward instead of going forward, which just from a physics perspective is not something that you would expect. And there's a thing with Tivik, the ill-fated rebel informant, and his coat where it's across both shoulders versus being one shoulder versus both shoulders, etc., etc. But again, for a production that went through a lot of changes over the course of its development, yeah, precious little in the ways of things documented on moviemistakes.com. And that right there is going to conclude our series of looks at the sequel era movies and the fun mistakes that may have shown up in them. And that's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. It just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it as always. And may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Seven is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited. Other respective trademark and copyright holders may the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.